including other people, you know, in like a stakeholder type meeting and just allowing them to bring their perspective and their subject matter expertise to the table to fire back against what you may think is the greatest idea in the world really helps an organization grow. Welcome to Access Points, the podcast where we discuss the tools, habits, and ideas that can help you achieve and maintain the leadership mindset so you can reach peak performance. Are you ready for your all-access pass to some of the top minds on the topic of leadership? Let's get started. All right, good morning. Welcome back to Access Points Podcast. I'm Davin. He's Tim, our owner, and we're back again to uh, to talk about a I guess a leadership mindset type topic today, Tim. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's something that you know, as as entrepreneurs, business owners, and even just business leaders, it's something that everyone faces. And the topic today is, you know, when you have a decision to make, and it's a big decision, and you don't know exactly how to make it or which way to go, how do you go about making that decision, or at least coming to a conclusion? How how does that happen? So that's that's the topic. I know you've never dealt with that before. You're always assured on your decisions. Yeah, you know I'm, exactly when <laughs> something's brought to you. You know exactly which direction to go. Yeah, it's one of my strengths on on the Cliftons is self assurance. And so even even if it's just a flat t- wrong, t- I'm going to make that decision with authority and feel absolutely and incredible about ride it. Ride it into the dirt. Yeah. What is it? What is one of Cody's? Uh, I forgot which one of his strengths. It's uh, command. It's command. Probably. Yeah which basically means I don't really know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to tell you this is what we're going to do and make you think that I really know what I'm talking about. Yeah. In the military, we call that violence of action. Just, just execute with authority and everybody else just tends to follow because they're, they don't know any better. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's never good. Yeah. I think that's a good place to wrap this one up. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Hope everybody got a lot out of this. Um, but I, I know as, as, you know, an entrepreneur that's, there's, there's so many times and probably two, three, four times a year, you have a really big decision to make. And this decision is one that is going to really affect your business. Meaning, you know, do I spend a million dollars or $10,000 or 5,000, whatever the number is on heading this direction, investing in this when I'm not sure it's going to pay off. So, you know, as, as a business owner, how do you go about making that decision when you just flat don't know? And, you know, it's hard because you've got maybe employees or you maybe have some partners or whatever, and you don't want to look bad. And you don't want to act like you don't know and you want to be, you don't want to seem indecisive, but at the same time, you're really nervous about how this decision is going to come about and what the outcome is going to be. So how do you go about making that decision? How do you go about getting the information you need, which really is, you know, anytime you make a decision, it's about making sure you have all the information you can have, you know, and then be able to make a decision. But the trouble is you've never been in that spot before and you've never been in that situation before of, even the point of, you know, I've got somebody that's difficult. Do I fire that person? Do I keep them? What's, am I going to get in legal trouble if I haven't done this right? Um, do I even need them here anymore? Do I want them here anymore? How's my business going to suffer if they, they do leave? How do I go about doing that? And, you know, I've never been in this situation before. And that's really what it comes down to is you've been, you're, you're in a situation that you've never been in and you don't know what all the ramifications might be and how do I make this decision? Have you ever been there? Yeah, I, I have. And, and, you know, a lot of it comes from that knowledge and that wisdom of having experienced it before. And and I think that's one of the, the good things about where, where you sit now is that I would imagine the way you handle that question now is significantly different than you handled it 
you know, 15 years ago yeah. or 20 years ago when yeah. access was, was a hand, was a handful of people, right? Then, then it was literally just you sitting at your desk having to make that type of decision versus now you have a team that surrounds you, right? So, you know, I think that's a, I think a good place to kind of segment this out is, you know, if you are a team of one or a team of two and you're the boss of yourself and a whole lot of money and you're trying to grow this thing, you know, how do you handle it then? And then I think we can jump over into how do you handle it when you're leading, you know, a company with different departments and different right. leaders that you trust, right? Right. I've, I've always got stories that help tell the story. And um, a lot of you have, that have been listening to the podcast have, uh, I did an interview with uh, Nate Cavender. And uh, Nate's a ex C seventeen pilot. Now has a couple of businesses he's in. He's an employee for one company, and he actually has a business on the side. And it was probably about a year and a half ago he invited me to lunch. Um, it's funny when you get as a, a CEO and you've been around for a while. When you get invited to lunch and it's not like a golf game or something, they really want something. They probably want something from you, which is great. Right. Um, happy to help. But um, Nate and I went and grabbed lunch, and he's like, "Man, I I need I need your help." I've got the decision to make and I don't know how to do it. And he had all these different, I guess, project managers on these different projects. And he was trying to somehow or another and, and sent them, incentivize them to either get done with the project faster or do a better job of it or to do more in a week or whatever the case might be. And he wasn't exactly sure how to do that. And, uh, and so I've never done that before, but I've put together lots of sales plans in the past. Mm -hmm of how do I, how do I incentivize people? And so because I've been doing it for what, gosh, it seems like forever, 25, 27 years, I was able to share with him some ideas of things I've done in the past that seem to work and be able to throw out those ideas at him and him talk through those and how those might work in his organization and just giving him some things to think about. And the fun part about that is, you know, what he came up with was not exactly what I'd have ever done in the past, but those ideas helped churn in his brain something that would work that was similar but not the same and a year and a half later what he what he put together is still working really well and so you know those times when you you, you need help first thing i would do is call someone that is your and we talk about this in the podcast find a mentor find mm -hmm. somebody that even if they haven't been in your business before or business like yours they've been doing this for a while and more than likely those people are really willing to help and they want to help and just Run that by them. Run that by someone not in your organization. Run that by somebody outside and say, I've got this decision to make. What would you do? How would you handle that? What have you done before that worked? You may not get an exact answer, which if they give you an exact answer and say, this is what you need to do, you need to be probably a little bit cautious of that because they don't know in context everything. But to get their ideas to help you start maybe step one, two, or three, where you finish step four in making that decision and coming to a conclusion and then executing on it. Super important. I think there's power to the phrase of, I don't know. Yeah, that's no, that's the first thing to do. It's probably the, the very first, I don't know what to do And my gut doesn't tell me one way or the other. That's what's scary. But the cool thing about the world is there's a lot of people that do. Right. And especially if you're an entrepreneur, you probably, have surrounded yourself to some degree with people who have been down your path before, right? That are, you know, whether a mile or a foot ahead of you, they're, they've been down that path and they've likely made similar mistakes that you're about to make if you don't listen. And that's the power of networking. Right. That's the power of, of reaching out to somebody that you know, somebody that you respect and just saying, Hey, I need, I need help, you know, similar to Nate. And 
I think that was kind of how your and I's business relationship budded in the first place is, is we would talk about business stuff when I stepped out of the military and into the corporate world, you know, we'd go to lunch every so often and I just bounce ideas and be like, Hey Tim, what do you think of this? You know, what's going on? And it, it, it helps you grow by way of other people's stories, you right. know, that whole, that whole concept of R and D of rob and duplicate, right. you know, there's no need to reinvent the wheel. People have made that type of decision before. And so leverage that network, put your dang ego, ego aside and reach out and be like, Hey, I don't know. And, right. and you're probably going to be a whole lot smarter on not just that topic, but three or four other things adjacent to it, just by asking the question of people who have been around the block a time or two. And know that you're not going to get an exact answer. No one's going to make the decision for you, but they're going to give you some things that they've done in the past, which is going to, just like Nate, gives you the ability to think through that and go, how can I take the structure or these ideas that he did in his organization? How would that fit into mine? And it's going to be different, but it helps you understand at least what steps to take in order to make some initial decisions on, I've got to do something. We've got to make a change. What is that? One of the things that's important, you said this networking, you know, as entrepreneurs, we always think of networking as leads. So I would say as an entrepreneur, just as important as those leads are, is to network and get in an organization or a group of people that are also entrepreneurs or that have been entrepreneurs or finding someone that you can sit down at a table of two or three other people or virtually or whatever and go, okay, I've got an issue. I want you to see what you guys have done in the past. I know when I used to go to Dan Sullivan's class up in Toronto, you know, we got just as much, if not more out of the group and being able to hang out for a beer after the sessions and talking about issues that are going on in the organization. I can, I can remember, uh, we had Stephen Wang on here before also, mm -hmm. and I was at dinner with Stephen. Stephen was trying to get more and more direct traffic for his fashion business to his website instead of just to the stores out there selling his stuff. And he didn't know how to do that. And, and the the issues with the returns and all this, the, the costs associated with that. And he's like, man, I'm, I'm lost. And there were two or three people there that had done similar before, but not in the fashion business. And I can remember him having three or four takeaways and probably about a year later, he said he's doing 10 to 15 times based on those, that feedback he got, he was able to go and make some changes 10 to 15 times the revenue direct that he was doing before. And all it was, was a, you know, an hour long conversation you know, over a couple of beers of finding out what worked with some other people. Now, these people happen to be Amazon shopping specialist, retail, whatever, that were really, really good at this stuff. But man, it just takes that to get you to, to think about something different. So be part of an organization or network with people who, if nothing else, you can bounce ideas off of. That's just as important as, as leads. Well, and, and you talked about the fact that nobody's going to tell you how to do it. Right. If you, if you're an entrepreneur or, or a business owner and you want somebody to tell you how to do it, then shut down the doors and go work for somebody. Right. Because that's the difference is you have to take the knowledge gleaned from other people in your network. And then the courage that got you to the entrepreneurial stage in the first place and make a decision and right. go with it and understand that it may not be perfect, but, but it's, it's what's going to move the organization forward. Which goes back to just start, you know, make a decision and then you can always pivot. And we do that all the time. All the time. You know, it's, it's okay. We think this is what we're going to do and we're going to head this direction. We, we talked about this just last week. We're going to head this direction and we're going to figure out in the first month if this is working or not. And if it's not, we're going to pivot. And if that's not working, we're going to pivot. And if none of that's working, then we're going to scrap it and start with something different. But, you know, be available in your own mind to say, this decision is not going to be the final decision I make. It's not the end all be all with my guts telling me or what my piece of paper that I've got listed, all the pros and cons are saying, 
you're going to have to pivot. It's not going to be perfect, but at least make that initial decision based on what you've decided or what someone's kind of helped you think through, but at least start. Yeah. Be confident in it, but don't be arrogant about it. There you go. Right. That's so true. Especially earlier on. One of the things I'm going to tell you is the people you shared those ideas with, if they ask for feedback, give it to them because they're trying to learn from your either success or mistakes too, but don't announce to the world that this is what I'm doing and this is the best idea ever. Because more than likely it won't go exactly what you thought. And, and what will happen is you let your ego drag you down that path to stay in an area where you don't pivot because you've told too many people that this is your idea and you're not able to pivot because now you're embarrassed that it's not working right. Yep. So don't, you don't have to share that with people. Just as long as in your own mind, you know what you want to do, stick with it and pivot whenever it's not working just right. And then if you pivot enough and learn and recalibrate and pivot and grow and learn, eventually you're going to get yourself to a size where you have other leaders inside of your company. Right. And, right. and you have those departmental leaders. And I think that's kind of phase two of this discussion is if you have, let's say a company of a hundred, right. And you have three or four departmental leaders. And now it's time to ask that same question of, is this a good idea or not? I think this is where the combination of external but then those leaders internal are going to give you that, that insight that you may not have because they have their ear to the ground. They're interacting with your customers daily. They see things differently than you do from your ivory tower. And so again, it's very centered around, do you have too much ego to be able to ask that question or not? But it's not terribly dissimilar. It's just who you're listening to. It, it doesn't eliminate those external mentors and networking, but it just adds the additional element of internal leaders. It does. And what you're going to find by doing that is, asking three or four different leaders in your organization, hey, I've got a decision to make here. We've got a, we've got a decision to make. To, it may not be even be about their department. Hey, give me your take on this. And sometimes they'll have good feedback and sometimes they may not have any feedback. That's okay. But I think what you're going to find is you're going to get some incredible feedback. You're going to find some incredible ideas from some of these people that you never really thought of before that could give that to you. And that does nothing more than add to their value in the organization and it allows you to be another who. Who do I go to when I have these issues? When I have these decisions to make, man, this person, Joe, Betty, whoever it is, they, they're always coming back with some really good ideas. They're not making the decision. They're not helping me make the decision, but they're giving me some good ideas and things to think about and using them as a sounding board. Mm -hmm. And I think we found a really good balance of don't get bogged down by the process of decision-making, right? You can yeah. really get wrapped around the axle of having a meeting to make a decision. And then I think you end up super corporate and nothing ever really gets done. At the end of the day, you have to know that you're the leader, you're the owner, you're the operator of this organization, but including other people, you know, in like a stakeholder type meeting and just allowing them to bring their perspective and their subject matter expertise to the table to fire back against what you may think is the greatest idea in the world really helps an organization grow. At least in our organization, I know it, it's good. That, like you said, something really important is to keep it casual is don't make it a big formal thing because then you're asking people to put their ideas on the line in front of everyone else and they're going to be fearful of doing that so that they don't look bad or if it goes south, it's on them. These need to be almost one-on-ones or at least in a, a casual small group of, hey, I've got, a, I've got, you know, I've got this decision to make. I need your feedback. And for everybody just to feel comfortable to be able to just throw it out and leave it and not feel like anything is going to stick back on them, positive or negative, is super, super important. Well, think about our first stakeholder meeting within the scaled agile framework for our listeners who've been with us for a while. You know, we, we went through this transformation and from a product management and engineering angle, we, we implemented the scaled agile framework and, and it's been great for us. But part of this is a stakeholder meeting where we bring 
business ideas to the table and everybody kind of vets them out. And we got inside of the, the conference room and in the beginning, it was just this super robotic, you know, we spent more time typing stuff into Excel than we did vetting our ideas. And I think what we were like 15 minutes in and I just was like, hold up, stop, stop, stop. Like we were doing a process for the sake of a process instead of a process for the sake of vetting ideas and asking ourselves, is this a viable avenue for, for our business? And we recalibrated and we made a very conversational and we turned it into a whiteboard session. And at the end of it, we had some really cool ideas right. and we weren't bored to dang tears by sitting watching our product manager type into an Excel spreadsheet for eight hours. And I think the reason you called time out was you felt the the air coming from my head spinning on my shoulders. Yeah, it, it's, you know, you have to know, <laughs> if, if you're the operator, you have to know what's, what's gonna resonate with the other people in the room. And, and I knew that it was just gonna, it was gonna burn it to the ground. Yeah. And, and so there's ways to do it that's effective. There's ways to do it that's part of a process that allows other people to come to the table and give their input but don't get wrapped around the axle about doing the process for a process. Right. Stifles right. growth. It's also good to have, and this is you know not directly on the subject, but have people that are helping you with those decisions that are all different. Mm. Getting someone that just thinks like you isn't always going to help you. Get some people that think differently, think that have different strengths, people that have different Colby's that, you know, that you would normally go to you're going to find that they have a pretty good insight on some things and, and, and are thinking differently than you are. And it will help you get, it'll help you with the information you need in order to make that gut decision. Yeah. I think that's super relevant. And it takes it all the way back to the beginning of, you know, were you able to set your ego aside enough to ask people outside of your organization, ask people that are more experienced than you to be able to help. And if you do that, then you generally get your ego in check enough to surround yourself with people with different mindsets, different perspectives, different views, rather than, you know, an echo chamber right. and surrounding yourself with a bunch of yes men. Right. And then over time that turns into a well-rounded company that has multiple different perspectives that allows you to land on a solid firm answer of, is this a good idea or not? Cause the other way around, you're just gonna have a whole bunch of people that just bow down say yes. And then there's no way to really validate or vet if it's a good idea or not. Cause nobody has the courage to tell you that it's not. Yep, exactly. That's good information. That's, that's really good feedback. I know that last week we met with one of our contractors who was, it had some, some trouble and some issues of staying out of the, I guess, out of the doing mm -hmm. and doing more of the teaching. So we're talking to him, I guess it was Monday or Tuesday. And uh, I gave him the name of a guy, a, a VP that used to work at a company that I worked with. And he's a really good guy, but he came to us as, as a consultant. I mean, this was 25 years ago. It was Keith Steele. I just throw his name out there. Great guy, incredible consultant. This guy had it figured out. So I was able to give this guy Keith's number. I'm like, hey, here's a guy that did this really well. And I haven't talked to him in a while. We messaged back and forth some, but he was really good at this. He's retired now. Give him a call and see what it, and I got a message back from this contract that said, man, that was a great 15 minute call. I learned a ton. And so I was able to help him think through how do I do this and how do I make these decisions? So it goes back to networking. Even if that person doesn't know, they may know someone who does. So don't be afraid to say, I don't know. I need to find someone and just make a call to someone, even if you only have one or two people. Hey, who do you know that's made these kind of decisions before that I could talk to and spend 15 minutes, buy them a beer, buy them a drink, buy them lunch, whatever it is, you're gonna find out a lot of information. Yeah, I love that. And again, I think big or small, you know, one team member, 500 team members, I think the genesis for that type of question is, I don't know. That's a way to start and leave the ego out of it. Yep, look internally, look externally, you know, have the courage to believe that you may not have the best idea and include the people inside of your company 
that know and that have the courage to push back. And then I think ultimately you're going to end up a decision that's going to help everybody. But at the end, you have to make a decision and be bold about the decision, but don't have the ego to stick with it when it's not working right. Absolutely. Good place to wrap that up. Yeah. So when we talk about things not working right, so let's just go in the podcast. Let's do it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, I have a call, Jenny, at five. All All right, right, Tim, appreciate your insights on that one. That was a good one. Hey, thanks, everyone, for listening. All right, take care. See you next time.